sharing wisdom and speaking truth, this is the IPHC Leadership Cast. Hello and welcome to this edition of the IPHC Leadership Cast. I'm Garrett Magby and today I'm here with Brad Davis from Southwestern Christian University who is and I'm going to let you tell me all your titles because you have a couple different facets over there. So yeah. I am the Vice President of Student Life and Dean of Students for Southwestern Christian University. Awesome. And, and you've actually been at Southwestern now for how long? I'm finishing my third year. Third year at Southwestern. Wonderful school. That's where I graduated from. And uh, we've known, known each other for a while now from uh, um, back, I guess, in my, my freshman or sophomore year. I was out at, uh, at Camp Robinson in South oh, Carolina. Wow. And that was, that was where I think you were... Uh, 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 one of the deans, like they can't. Yeah, I was the uh, assistant uh, to the direct, uh, discipleship ministry director. Yes, yes. So got to be so. at camp. So yeah, so it's 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 a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for the invitation and well, looking forward to our conversation today. Absolutely, well, it's a pleasure to have you. And uh, today we kind of wanted to talk with you a little bit about um, being a, at a at a university. And this also being the year of our focus on holiness here in the IPHC, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about um, one, you know, holiness from your uh, personal perspective, but then two, uh, holiness in the perspective of a university, um, mm-hmm. student life, uh, speaking into the the students' lives right. as they're going through a Christian university, learning um, and advancing their faith. Okay. Well, you know, it's a it's a challenge in this day and age. Uh, where um, today's student, you know, the millennials that we're dealing with, of course, on the backside of uh, the millennial movement, I guess you would say. But um, we're seeing that students at this day and age, they are not just coming up near the line, but they're crossing the line. Uh, And to understand what holiness is, uh, almost you have to go back just to the basics. And when I say basics, not just about what they watch and wear, but also what's in their heart. I think holiness is, for personal holiness, it, it is a matter of the heart. It's a matter of what, when you have an experience with Jesus Christ, uh, it, it changes your perspective on things. And it changes your, uh, even your outward appearance. And I think that's very important for our students today. Many of them come from um, situations, homes, uh, cities, uh, even rural areas where holiness is not a standard. And when I say holiness, just uh, even sometimes to the point of just personal respect, right. you know, <laughs> uh, just, you know, not flaunting things that shouldn't be flaunted at this time, especially this part of their life. And so at Southwestern, you know, our core values are, are the core of who we are, of course, spirit, uh, service, and scholarship. And uh, one of the parts I really focus on is spirit. I'm also the campus pastor, handle chapel. And in, in what we try to do in our chapel services uh, and also throughout the university is to show what holiness looks like, uh, to show how holiness makes the person better. And, of course, that comes through a relationship with Jesus Christ. Right, right. And, and that, you know, that really... Um is a is a kind of a crucial thing to be looking at at this point in students' lives because they're going through a transitional period. You know, mm-hmm. they're getting out of high school and and a lot of them are moving on to campus, which is maybe the first time they've ever even lived right. away from their families, that sort of thing. So they're going through this time of searching. A lot of uh, a lot of situations that I hear about in colleges, people are you know trying to find themselves or things right. like that. And of course, some students go through that more than others. Mm-hmm. But this crucial time to focus in and help them advance closer 
to God and of course in in that developing their holiness is it is it an issue do you find is it harder because of the time period that they're in now in this transition period is it harder to do that with this age group or is it is I it think I think easier? it's kind of a mixture I mean you, you you still have I mean I still run into them uh, in our churches all around our uh, denomination I've preached at different camps and and there are that I don't want to say the remnant, but there's there's that group of young people that just understand godliness and holiness. Right, uh, right. But, you know, I can't fault a student or I can't fault an individual who, who has not had an encounter with Christ right. that is living like the world. Yeah. You know, and we do have some students that come to Southwestern who maybe have an understanding, maybe they've been to church once or twice, but really haven't had a relationship. Uh, just recently, I mean, just a few about an hour ago, we were doing interviews for our resident chaplains for next year. Oh, yeah. uh, and one of the students that we interviewed, I asked about his spiritual life. And this year, we were able to water baptize this student. He had a conversion experience with Christ at Southwestern. He's one of the soccer players. And after that conversion experience, he's been just wanting to be a part of the university more than just a soccer player. He wants to, you know, really help students. And he said yeah. his resident chaplain basically his words were showed him a, a better way yeah and so he wants to be able to do that with others and so that has to do with what we say what we watch uh, what we've been involved in and so he has a he has a great story of what a relationship with Jesus can turn you from this type of person that maybe has the foul mouth or whatever to a person who not only is respectful but also presents themselves in a, in a holy manner I guess saying that right yeah yeah absolutely well and, and that uh that reminds me because you know i've 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 seen similar situations before in my own college experience you know friends of mine or, or things like that um but it's interesting because uh you mentioned how uh, i guess his resident chaplain at the time had showed him a yeah. better way so to speak really just um instilling truth into mm-hmm. his life maybe something that either he had heard before but ignored or right. um you know in a lot of students lives maybe they just haven't really ever thought through or had someone else instill in them um but is that is that something that uh, the students are the, the ones that are already kind of on the right path uh, they've traditionally been pretty good at that as far as I've yeah seen. i mean uh if if i looked at my discipline records right i mean compared to probably a major university we we have small things you know yeah, yeah. Uh, we do have those students who will you know, they got to do a little drinking, they get in trouble and stuff like that. Right, but, right. you know, um, and we deal with that appropriately in the, the right way. But what I've seen is when I bring them into my office and I talk to them, maybe it's an alcohol situation, especially when young ladies are involved in that. Yeah. I, I go beyond just what that alcohol, it made them, they may have had fun that night and, and whatever. But I say, you know, I don't think a drink, one drink will send you to hell. I said, but when we get to the point where we continue to consume and then we don't even know where we are because we consume so much, get drunk or whatever, then you put yourself in a position where in this day and age where somebody could have put you in their car, put you in a room, and then horrible things could happen. And so we talk about holiness from a spiritual standpoint, but also as a school we say don't drink, don't do drugs, those kind of things because we know of the ramifications that can happen even in, against the laws of the land. Right, so right. holiness is about spiritually being pure, but also it helps you be part of society, <laughs> you know? <laughs> right, uh, right. And, and if you can follow the, the laws of the land and stay holy in a sense that way, you're able to be a productive member of society. So it kind of goes twofold. It does, and it, and it uh, it's something that um, 
you know, thinking through the way God has designed uh, us to operate in His will is always much more practical mm-hmm. in in every sense of the word because it does one it alleviates those opportunities for uh, sin or evil to uh, mm-hmm. control the situation, but two it also allows the individual to operate at a higher level of society right. um, that that God has all called us to. He's called all of us to. I look at it this way. You know, I, I also pastor a church here in town and. Um, and I've preached for over 20 years. And, um, of course, there was a big discussion many years ago, uh, you know, about law, you know, and, of course, those things. And, and a lot of people, they say, hey, we're free from the law. But I, I've looked at the law in a different light. Uh, it maybe even has, as the word designs it. I see the law as boundaries. And um, I had a friend of mine say it this way. You know, if you put your kid in your yard and you say okay here's the boundaries of my yard don't go out these don't go past these boundaries because out here there's cars there's other things but you stay within these boundaries you can play and have a great time the scu student handbook is like that the bible is like that it's boundaries that god has established you stay within them man you're free to do whatever you want to you have fun it's when you it's when you cross them that you either have to hide what you're doing lie about what you're doing, <laughs> or if you get caught, you know, have to come up with some story of why you did it. Right. And that's what happens with students. I found that, you know, when they're caught, you know, they always have an excuse or a reason. But there's every once in a while there's that rare student who goes, yes, I did it. I'm sorry. Absolutely. And, and one thing that um, also this kind of sparked in my mind while we were talking about this is I feel like, I feel like a disservice has been done uh, in a way that um, is kind of uh, pulling holiness out of context. For instance, mm-hmm. people or pulling the Bible out of context, excuse me, uh, because people will take uh, those parameters or those guidelines that God puts in place and say, um, in a lot of cases, oh, well, that's legalism, you right. know, or that's, you know, that's whatever. That's, that's, Jesus came here for a different purpose. And yes, he did. But even with Jesus here, he gave us a set of guidelines right. to follow within his, his uh, redeeming grace and his mm-hmm. love, you know, and, and the cross. Uh, and I feel like that there has been a, a small remnant of people who aren't willing to take the, or actually I should say a large remnant, people who aren't willing to take the responsibility for those times they cross over because they, they put it off on some type of, of legalistic Christian idea when it's really not at all. It's mm-hmm. just a, an excuse. Right. But then you do have the students who are starting to step up and say, you know what, that's, that's not the way yeah. uh, that it really operates. That's not the way God has called me to operate. Um, what do you think are some of the most powerful uh, tools available for a university or for anybody in student ministry as a whole to um, help push students in the right direction, whether they're the rebellious type or they're the ones that have had a firm foundation their whole life? I believe it starts with uh, some sort of a community group, a life group, a, I don't use the word cell group, but some sort of group of people they can associate with where there's a standard. Yeah. Okay. Um, when our coaches at SCU have a standard, the students are more likely to, to live up to that standard because they're, they're expecting certain things from not just athletically, but personally, how they act, how they behave themselves on campus. I also think that in a church or even in a group on campus, if you're over any kind of student ministry, help, put a good leader with a group of kids or students, put them together, and they will, they will rise to the occasion. Because right. they say, okay, there's a standard I have to live to. Millennials today, they want a cause. They want to know, why do I have to live this way? 
Right. Right. You know, are you just making me live this way because that's what it was in the 1950s, the 1980s? Or, you know, what? why? What's the purpose? That's what That's what we're seeing in uh, many places around, especially in church. Those millennials that are, are attracted to those churches that are doing things, there's a purpose. And because of that purpose, they see a reason to live holy because right. it affects people. So community's big. Right. Um, the other thing is you've got to have strong people that are living holiness before them. What's the example? You know, if if administrators are not living any differently than they were living when they got to school, or if they see an administrator or a professor or someone just, you know, using uh, a bad joke or something, you know, is that really holiness? Is that showing or being that example? Right, right. right? Um, so I think those two pieces are key. And, of course, and I never would discount the word of God. I mean, that has to be taught. We just can't, we just can't assume that students know the word. They don't. Uh, And so, um, and I think, and I'll throw this out there, uh, I think reason Sunday school has been missed throughout our denomination. Uh, You know, I know small groups are kind of taking that place, but if small groups are taking that place, teach the word of God in those small groups. Uh, I know a lot of times we think of those small groups as, hey, we'll go, we'll be bicycle group or whatever, but find a place for the Word of God to be taught. And, and our young people need the Word of God. They need to know now yes. at, this, at yes. this level. Uh, we're catching them in college, but not, a, not all these students are going to a Christian university. Yeah, that's you know? true. And so um, if they're not getting it in their, in their churches in Sunday school or someplace where there's some sort of a, uh, a systematic way the Word being taught, understanding what holiness is, I think we're missing that part in this generation. And so a huge benefit would be to take a almost a closer focus on the word, like what you're saying, and, and implement it across the church uh, the church spectrum yeah. and really just dive deep into the word. You know, I've been a part of, uh, in my life, a, a few different Sunday school classes that I remember. Mm-hmm. The amount of digging we did into the word was unmatched by right. almost anything else I had seen or experienced because we just dug so deep into... Uh, you know, passages into stories mm-hmm. into uh, the wisdom that's there, and then you break that apart and you break it down and you look at every different part of it and aspect, and you get such a better understanding. Right. We have to get away from holiness being about hemlines and haircuts, right? Right. You know? I mean, that, that was what it was years ago. Yeah, yeah. But holiness is about a matter is the matter of a heart. Yeah. And what I've seen, I didn't use an example at Southwestern. We got two young men who started a men's Bible study. Uh, they didn't know what book to use, and so I got them the book, The Model Man. Okay. Uh, by Larry Stockstill, and and it talks about integrity. It talks about what it is. I mean, of course, not many of them are fathers, but what it is to be a father, what it right. is to be like a husband. And and holiness was a major part of that book, you know, of your character. And right. so, uh, and there's been 10, 10 to twelve young men that have been met that meet at seven fifteen in the morning in our coffee shop on Tuesdays. Wow. And then uh, one of our young ladies started a women's Bible study. And then also they've been doing they, they student-led prayer nights. They've been doing once every couple of weeks. And these were these were students. Student came up with initiated the whole yeah, process. Students initiate, and That's we want amazing. that. You know, yes, uh, we encourage it. But uh, you know, they came to me and they said, "We want to do this thing for the men." And I said, "Okay, here's here's an idea. Here's a book." And they, they read through it and said, "Perfect." And um, and the ladies did the same thing. So we encourage it. We want it to happen. But when students lead it, and you got a quality person. That's kind of leading the group, and I got quality two quality guys. That one quality lady that are, that are students, but they're leading it. Uh, man, there's there's transformation there, and they're seeing they're seeing holiness laid out in front of them. 
That's amazing. That's amazing. Brad, we are running out of time, but let me uh, just let you um, have a final word. Anybody who's looking at uh, colleges, at schools, yeah. looking at going to different schools, uh, just tell them, tell them a little bit about Southwestern real quick. Yeah, we invite you to at least take a look at Southwestern Christian University. That's swcu.edu. Go to our website, uh, click on the admissions button, read around and see what's kind of going on in our university. We are growing amazingly. I, I really, I attended Southwestern. Of course, our name back then in the 90s was Southwestern College of Christian Ministries. Now yes. we're Southwestern Christian University. And it was just strictly a Bible college. Uh, in 2009, they, they moved and began to offer uh, other courses of study. And that has really helped the school to expand. And we still have ministry, uh, theology. Uh, we now have business, uh, psychology. Uh, there's sports, uh, sports, um, program where you can be a part of a, you know learning sports administration right, right. so there's just so many more things that we're offering and we're offering it from a Christian perspective uh, of course you still got your Bible courses you have to take uh, right. but we we believe that we're preparing uh, young men and young women uh, to be able to go into the workforce and not only uh, be educated to do the job but also to be an influence, <laughs> you yes, know, a, a, a Christian influence. And there's even been some students who went through Southwestern, maybe never made a huge commitment to Christ, but after they got out of school and started the workforce, I, I talked to one student the other day in the mall, and he just said, since I've been out, I've seen the influence, the underlining influence that the, that the school had in my life. And when I start making decisions and, and helping with the, the business, that I'm I'm making it from a Christian perspective. So, uh, and then of course we have our graduate school. If you've already got your bachelor's and you wanna uh, maybe even increase your theology in our master's program, please check us out. If you're an adult and you wanna do online, we got online and we got, of course, you can do here on ground adult studies. So please check out swcu.edu. Excellent. Brad, thank you so much for being here with us today. And uh, we hope that uh, we'll be able to talk with you again in the future sometime. Yeah, I appreciate it, Gary. Thank you for listening to this edition of the IPHC Leadership Cast. For more information on the Leadership Cast and other church-related resources, please visit www.iphc.org.